This is the Punk and Piledrivers podcast with your host, Big Bad Boris. Welcome, my friends, to the newest edition of the Punk and Piledrivers podcast on the Love Wrestling Podcast Network. My name is Big Bad Boris, and I am joined this week by the man himself, uh, the the proprietor of the Prairie Wrestling Alliance, Mr. Kurt Sorokin. Kurt, I haven't talked to you in a while, man. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good, brother. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. So you're a grandfather now? Uh, two-time, two-time grandfather. How is it? Two grandsons. Eight months apart. And how is it? It's, uh, it's, uh, I'm living the dream, man. It's, uh, having kids was, uh, always a goal and obviously been fantastic. You met both my boys. Mm -hmm. I love them to death and the grandkids just it's a whole nother experience and uh um i i'd see them every day if i could uh then you know i don't want uh i don't want their parents to get sick of me <laughs> they love me they love grandpa we're we're pretty tight and uh yeah you know, it's been it's been a it's been a great experience um i'm becoming a grandpa and i'm pretty young grandpa so uh there's a lot of playing a lot of uh a lot of coloring a lot of uh a lot of different toys, a lot of voices. Grandpa can do a lot of the Disney voices, do oh. a lot of uh, Sesame Street voices. So uh, I'm uh, I'm a big hit. And the best part is when they get lippy, you can give them back. You know what? They're uh, they're kind of at that age. Like the oldest one, um, he's um, um, he's pushing the boundaries with his parents a little bit. Okay. He doesn't really give grandpa too much attitude or whatever, but he's, yeah, he's exploring the boundaries and, um, but he's well behaved. He's, he's pretty good to grandpa and the youngest one. Um, yeah, he, there's, there's, uh, no, he hasn't started pushing the boundaries yet. He's eight months behind. So, you know, it's coming. They, uh, my kids did it. I did it. You know, everyone has to test their, their boundaries a little bit. And that's, it's part of, uh, Growing up and and um, having your identity and uh, developing your personality and uh, yeah so but they're uh, they're pretty respectful uh, to grandpa so I've, I've got no complaints. Right on. All right. So because I am a hard hitting journalist, I'm going to hit you with the hard hitting journalist question right off the hop. What? Well, you haven't what? Hit, you haven't hit me in a long time, but I'm still <laughs> feeling that in the rib. Uh, what if any? Is the future of the PWA? What's PWA? No. What is, um, what is the future of the PWA? That's the sixty-four dollars question. Um, let me get my shades. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I haven't been like under a rock or anything like that, but I, I started a new career, you know, as well as you know, and anyone close to me knows that wasn't to leave wrestling or anything like that. It's just not a necessity and. COVID hit and I was already looking at slowing things down and doing things a little different. And, uh, that was going to come over, you know, a few years and, um, COVID came, you know, like out of nowhere for, you know, for everyone and it changed everything. And we took a pretty cautious, I think, um, professional, um, safe approach to everything. And, Work has just been too busy for me to be able to launch fast. So it's not a matter of COVID or a matter of, you know, any situation with any of the talents or anything like that. Of course, there'd be some things to 
iron out to start up again. But uh, I'm just so busy with my new career that there just hasn't been any time. And it's uh, that's hopefully going to iron out over the next, you know, few months, um, you know, maybe 30 to 90 days. And I, I, I can uh, realistically look at, um, you know, what we can do. And, you know, I haven't packed it in. We haven't uh, ended PWA. Um, you know, things could change. There, it could be a new PWA that comes back. Um, but yeah, no, we're uh, PWA is not finished, and I and I apologize to everyone out there. I mean, I haven't really updated um, anyone, or really, uh, you know, other than the talent. You guys got the last updates, and even then, it was that was way before Christmas, and I haven't updated any of the fans on our pages, and it's something I need to do. And it's just, it's only been because I've been so incredibly busy. Uh, I, I basically have enough time to work, um, got back to the gym because I need to do that for myself health wise and then spend time with the grandkids and, and kind of keep an eye on my, both my parents who, who are aging and, and, and need a little extra care, especially my father. So um, that's just been the priority um, and wrestling is just taking a back seat. But um, yeah, no, I definitely would, um, would still entertain uh, getting back and, and doing something what that is, I, I'm still working on that. Um, so yeah, that's a, a long answer for you. Um, Cause yeah, it's something that that's uh, been asked to, or not asked to me, but told to me a lot since I started working for LPW and talking with uh, and meeting some of the new talent uh, and talking to a lot of fans. A lot of people saying that they kind of got into indie wrestling through PWA and a lot of people, you know, thought that was the place to be and that's where they wanted to work. Uh, and that legacy is that is that important to you, and does that give you a sense of pride to kind of be that launching point and that that kind of place where people wanted to be? I you know I would say so. I mean, uh, we when we started PWS out of kind of necessity to give uh, kind of the you know at that time the current workers with Stampede um, you know more opportunities um, you know because we were Stampede were, you know when I was working with them we were we decided not to run the Edmonton anymore. So we kind of picked up uh, um, the slack there, launched PWA to give them that opportunity. So we ran Edmonton um, and Stampede still ran Calgary. And we used pretty much all the same talent, um, you know, some different booking, uh, obviously. And um, so it, it kind of branched out um, for opportunities for all those, that current talent and then some new talent. So, as some of the last graduates of the Heart Dungeon and some of the people we started training ourselves, PWA. Um, and then, you know, Lance Storm comes along, um, you know, probably eight years later, seven years later, and starts training people. Um, we had a real influx, and we were kind of the, I mean, we were the place to be, let's be honest. We weren't. We were definitely the place to be. Um, Stampede had, eventually they'd shut the doors. There were other companies, obviously, to go to. Um, you know, there was MPW and uh, and obviously uh, eventually RCW started up, but we were we were the place to be, um, and we became not only the place to kind of showcase, but we were given um, talent that were um, serious about you know launching um, outside of PWA or, or taking it to the next level. And we've seen, you know, you know, a dozen or more of, of our talent, um, almost two dozen if you count, um, guys that, you know, were here for 
a cup of coffee or we're here for whether it be weeks, months, um, trained with Lance that, you know, they all went on to bigger things, whether it was WWE or impact, Mm -hmm. um, or or other opportunities. So, yeah, so we, we always, there's a big sense of pride of, uh, of cultivating, um, um, a very professional, safe, um, um, but a highly entertaining environment, uh, for which, um, you know, all that talent could, could get better at a place to form. Um, and yeah, it, it, it just really, um, how could you not be proud of that? Mm-hmm, of course. Uh, I sure you keep, uh, uh, an eye on what's going on in the local scene, kind of through social media and talking with friends and stuff. How do you think the local scenes changed in the couple of years there, two or three years, I want to say since PWA has been gone. Um, I mean, I, I mean, no one really did anything for a year, really, or yeah. pretty much. Um, and then, you know, people started slowly coming back and, you know, I wasn't a fan of it because I didn't think it was, it was possibly safe, but again, besides the safe factor, um, it wasn't financially really viable. Um, so, you know, some, some came back, you know, maybe a little too early and, um, you know, I didn't hear good things, obviously. I uh, didn't see good things, obviously. Um, and then I think when it kind of uh, was, you know, it was definitely safe enough to come back. There was less liability. And when I say safe, I mean, it's liability. There's, you know, a lot of people just, they don't care. You know, fans won't care about that. They just want to see the wrestling. But there's a lot that goes into it. There's there's a whole liability of uh, putting on shows. And a lot of companies that are out there, they don't carry liability insurance. So they leave themselves really exposed. Um, so, uh, it's, um, as that progressed, you know, some, some companies came and they started doing good things. Um, you know, and I obviously I've heard some good stuff, um, about LPW and mainly, uh, I'll attribute a lot of that to, there's a lot of PWA talent there and there's a lot of other, um, very talented people that have been there. Um, there's some talented people behind the scenes, obviously, um, yourself included, um, and I, and I think that's really helped, you know, it's picked up the slack. I mean, obviously we, you know, we, we weren't going to run right away and I wholeheartedly encouraged all the guys, you know, go work wherever you want. Like, and, you know, and even if we were to come back, like we, we want to change things up, make it, you're able to work wherever you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've always been fiercely loyal to our talent. So I tried to get everyone on a show, even when there wasn't room or, when I was getting asked by other people to come in, I, you know, I would only entertain the idea if we had the room to do so. And I wasn't sitting in any of our town. Um, and I stayed pretty loyal that way as well. Um, and I think right now it's, it seems pretty polluted to me. Uh, I've seen some, I've seen some good stuff. I, I have people that send me stuff and, you know, and I've, I've done some poking around and, um, seen some, you know, some very good stuff and seen some terrible stuff. <laughs> um, this is an ego driven business, unfortunately. And, uh, um, you, you, it doesn't surprise me when I see certain companies, how they operate or how they do business. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I have, I feel no need to really go out and, and disparage anyone or bash them. But at the same time, is um, I, I'm not going to promote them, or I'm not going to uh, um, encourage anyone to go see 
bad wrestling. Um, and if someone asks my opinion, I'll give them my opinion. Um, some people will will appreciate that, and, and you know, and I'd be professional, obviously. But at the same time, is you know, some people won't agree with it, um, and that's that's the way it goes. I, I just uh, we were always very protective of the business, and there was such a um, a high value and high respect um, for the business and what we did, and and that was shared throughout the company. Um, so it was, you know, a shared ideology um, that um, you take the business serious, um, you you honor the legacy and, and you know, the, all those that came before us and and you put your best foot forward and um, and and do the business um, justice. And, you know, a lot of people don't. A lot of people are in there, you know, they're, they're wrestling for the wrong reasons and a lot of people are selfish and a lot of people are uh, they're just marched for themselves and it's... Um, and, 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 you know, anyone that's, they'll hear this and that, you know, will we'll laugh or whatever, like, well, then they know who they are. You know, I, I don't have to point anyone out. And then there's some people that they, they just completely work their asses off um, to, you know, obviously get themselves over, but get the companies that they work for, the promotions they work for over, and their fellow talent. Um, and, and they have, a, you know, a, the right mindset for the business. So this is a music podcast as well as a professional wrestling podcast. I have my guests pick out a couple of songs uh, to play during the interview. Uh, your first track is actually uh, music I've pressed play to many, many times to uh, bring you out to the ring. It's Turn Up the Radio by Autograph. Tell me a bit about why you like this song so much and, and why you picked it. It's kind of funny. So when this uh, when it first came out, I was you know starting to go to the bars already. So I went to... My bars of choice were the rock bars. Yeah, we went to the nightclubs and the the Danny Andrews and the and the Goose Loonies and that that for a lot of people they won't know what what that is. But there was uh, that's before um, my time. The Beverly Crest, the CI West, the CI South. I mean, you'd be familiar with some of these. Rock City uh, downtown was one of the best rock bars. Um, so we went to Rock City um, all the time, and uh, I knew the DJ there. Uh, so I, this song got played all the time. So and I loved it. It was my favorite song at the time. And every time I came in to the bar, as soon as the DJ seen, that's when he played it. Okay. And uh, it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be theme music or like that, but he would literally play it the minute he seen that I was there uh, for the night. And uh, usually would sometimes give me a shout out or whatever, but he just he play he just play it. Um, and yeah, and that's again, it's always been one of my. Uh, uh, favorite songs and and it just it, it fits i think it fits uh you know with rock and wrestling and and that's why i chose the the song to to be my entrance music right on all right this so this is autograph this is turn up the radio on the punk and Podrivers podcast
Uh, that's autographed. Turn up the radio. The first pick from Kurt Sorokin on the Punk and Fatherers podcast. Uh, you spoke a couple minutes ago about uh, uh, liability insurance. Is that something that, uh, that that you've been given a lot of credit for? I don't know if necessarily to you, but people I've talked to uh, is you always did things by the book in terms of insurance and making sure that everything was in place to make sure your shows are run properly and safely. Uh, give pe- the people a bit of a glimpse into like just some of the extra stuff they may not know about what in what goes in putting on a show safely and properly and legally. Well, one of the things was um, we were able to and allowed to wrestle anywhere because we had liability insurance. Um, and if you look at the venues we wrestled at, they're in some of the biggest venues in Edmonton, um, obviously Salome and Calgary, um, mm-hmm. wrestling, even uh, the outdoor show we did at um, uh, Como Stadium. None of those would have been um, possible without liability insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So uh, again, um, you know, maybe, you know, some promoters know, some don't, some don't care, but uh, you take all the liability. So you come to a show. Um, it's not just the fans. Um, or the wrestlers, uh, there's so many different things. So it, it can be how you set up. You know, I was always very particular about how we set up, how <laughs> things are spaced out, um, how many people you're allowed to actually have in safely. Um, you know, and some people, you know, I, I, you know, people didn't space out the chairs properly. I tell them do it again. People thought I was just being anal. Um, no, there's there's a reason. Um, someone. At the event, it's not about getting hit by something flying out of the ring or getting hit by a wrestler. Um, two fans can get in a fight. Um, someone could trip over something. Um, they could try to sue you. You're, you're liable for everything on the premises. And then also um, the, the venues are also liable. Yeah. Um, and in some cases, I mean, if, uh, you know, if a wrestler were to hit a fan, I mean, they're liable to be sued. So everybody can be sued. And um, if you open up, it's kind of weird to say now, but back in the day, if you opened up the yellow pages to lawyers, um, it was almost the, the um, dead middle of the yellow pages. You opened it. The most advertised lawyers or personal injury lawyers. Yeah. There was a reason for that. <laughs> because Everybody wants to sue. Everybody wants to make it. Uh, uh, Quick pot. So we, um, um, I got schooled on that very early with um, Stampede Wrestling. Um, they had a very old policy uh, they had probably for 30, 40 years. And um, so I went to the same company and we, right from the start, we had liability insurance and we never ran without it. Um, we, I wouldn't take a chance. Um, it doesn't matter if you're, you own the company, um, if you're a sole proprietor or if you're a, an incorporated company. Um, even worse, if you're a sole proprietor, then you're 100% liable for everything, um, and, and you could lose everything. You know, so so that that's uh, that's very important. So it, it comes in all the decisions. Um, it's also again like why we were able to work work in in, in so many different venues that we were, um, and why we never chose to work in small little halls or or anything like that. I mean, you know, we, we were Nate. Um, we were at Century Casino. Um, we were obviously, like you said, we were in the stadium, Northgate East uh, Lions Center, um, even in Calgary, um, the Acadia. Um, everywhere that we were, we, we, we had to have it. And some of the spot shows that we did, again, 
um, they required it. And then you also sometimes you have to add the um, the, the venues on as a, as additional um, insurers, so they're covered. Um, so yeah, there's, there's it's not just a simple thing. Um, I wouldn't run, I won't run without insurance. Um, and it got harder and harder to get because there was so many um, companies out there, promotions, um, backyard feds, whoever they were running without insurance and people getting hurt, um, people getting sued. Um, so, you know, it, uh, once there's claims coming out, you know, people don't want to, insurance companies, um, brokerage companies, they, they start getting away from it. Um, we had to go at one point, we had to go overseas to get, uh, to get insurance. So it, it's just, I, I would never, I would never do it. Um, you know, it's the same thing. You know, anyone's running any kind of convention, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the expos that we went to, um, when we got our booth, we, we purchased, you, you get insurance, um, for cause they have a blanket coverage there. So your booth had insurance. Because again, you got cables out. You got uh, your cables out. You know, someone. It, there's so the liability is the most important word in the English language. And there's also things like uh, like capacity for fire codes and things like that as well. Exactly, and that's a that's a big one. Um, there's obviously we've come close a couple times. Obviously. Um, <laughs> Um, and, and our venues and our venues are very straightforward. And they said that this is what you're allowed. Don't go over it. And I think the only time we really were over capacity was at the Century Casino when we were doing Night of Champions outside. And then a um, they had the big uh, thunderstorm yeah. um, warning. And the, the GM was panicking and uh, the marketing manager and we had to make a decision. And you know, the problem is we were doing a, uh, we were doing a ladder match <laughs> where we had the, the belt suspended above the ring on basically on wires while well, they were lightning rods now. <laughs> so um, we had to flip that from outside to inside uh, 40 minutes before the show. And uh, so what we would have been allowed to have 1500 people outside, um, you know, we had to get, pretty close i think it was over 700 and i think we were probably at any one point in time we could have been 20 30 people over yeah um, and sure. i know the farmer did, did come and, and they did check and we were we were okay because i think enough people were leaving and coming and going out um but yeah no that's a that's a really important thing because again you know um that's a huge fine i know and some of these fines you can get and, and the thing is if you if you run without insurance and you get nailed Forget about trying to get insurance after the fact. Yeah, and you know, and a lot of people didn't do it because it, it it costs money, so they wouldn't do it. Or a lot of people tried to get; they went and they got fake insurance, and they're lucky they never got caught. And we don't need to say who they are, but um, there's just just some very um, um, unreputable companies out there, and a few are still running, but. Um, you know the ones that um, are serious and professional. They they go about it. They they get the insurance, and that's um, you should be covering yourself no matter what. But you should be protecting the fans as well, and and should uh, it's about being professional. So in your your day to day life now, do you get a chance to watch much wrestling? 
Um, you know, I watch uh, right now. I watch AEW. It's just a family thing every every Wednesday, so um, we're we're always watching that. And um, I've been watching a little bit more of uh, WWE. Um, you know, like out anytime you know Natty's on or Jinder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anytime any of our ex wrestlers, it doesn't matter where they are. Um, you know, I try to I try to catch stuff. A lot of stuff, you know, I'm watching after the fact, maybe on YouTube. Or or whatever. I don't I don't have the network because I just I, I don't I don't have the time. Uh, I watch a lot of stuff. Um, there's a lot of sports. You know, I'm really big into football. Really big into hockey. So I did you check out the of, XFL uh, this week? You know what? Um, you know, I probably will check it out. I I, I won't I won't follow it. It's uh, NFL uh, and I play fantasy football. So there's it's. Um, Oh, I'm quite aware you play fantasy you. football. Yeah. <laughs> I won. I won. Uh, I, I, I won our uh, our major league. Oh, good for you. So it's gonna buy me a it's gonna buy me a little sectional. So it's uh, yeah, it was it's a lot of fun, but it's you know it's a lot of work. So I'm just watching the games, a lot of research and that. So it's a, it's a lot of football. So once it's over, I'm like, that's it. I uh, I, I don't. I, it's about hockey now, right? It's uh. Hockey stupid. Uh, got my attention right, right till uh, you know that's that's over, and then there's always off season for both sports. I kind of watch, but then you know when you're getting in the summer, you're getting in everything, and usually by then we're we're already working on night of champion. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's been weird not to work on some of these big shows um, when we normally would do it. Like my Halloween was the most low key Halloween the last three years, <laughs> but I also didn't mind. Not spending two days of dragging yeah, out for sure, you know, um, a you know, couple of truckloads of Halloween stuff and then the setup and then the pack it away. And this year, I just put out a couple of stuff. I have a, I, you know, I have a townhouse now, still the old apartment, and um, you know, I decorated the, the backyard and um, you know, got a lot of compliments. And I mean, I only did about 45 minutes worth of work. Um, so uh, next year will be a little bigger and better. So when you're watching the wrestling, what are you seeing right now that you like? Um, you know, with, with <laughs> WWE, it, it was funny because with WWE, um, the women have been, I think, really kind of stealing the show. There's some of the the the, the you know the the vets that are still just amazing. They know how to work. Um, you know, wrestling's changed a little bit. There's a little bit more catering to uh, the fans when it comes to some companies. Like, I think uh, AEW, that's kind of their niche. Um, where WWE, they kind of stand by their standard true booking. Um, although, you know, with Triple H back in charge, you know, things have got a little bit more, obviously, I think a lot more interesting, um, a little more focused. Um, the women has been done really well, and I have a feeling I know why. Tyson kids probably mm-hmm. behind yeah. that. Um, I, I enjoyed the the women's rumble better than I did the men's. I was just going to say the exact same thing. I quite enjoyed the women's rumble this year. I thought it was so so much better um, book. Um, I thought um, Bailey's faction. I liked everything they did with them. Um, you know, Natty coming out, I mean, that's always a big treat for us, but I mean, her coming out and, and um, her involvement, I, I think they used everyone right. 
and 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 the right person went over. I'm a huge Rhea Ripley fan. Yeah, super talented. Yes, I absolutely love her. She should be at the top of the of the business for women, right? And and you know, um, you know, there's others obviously that should, but her time is is here. It's it's time to give her all the opportunities, um, and work with all the top talent. And she just she's so unique, and that smile. I just smile I, I don't know what it is she just just uh everything about her just screams money talent she's she's got it all she's yeah. she's the complete package absolutely all right we're gonna whip to your second track here really quickly uh you picked a band you and i both love uh hearkening back to my my i know you're might be you're a few years older than me but hearkening back to my junior high days you picked uh, rock of ages by def leppard we've had many a def leppard conversation over the years uh tell me why you picked this one so it was funny, yeah. So that's one of my favorite bands. They have been since I came out. My cousin came, I think, it was in 1983 with Pyromania, and the cassette and played it for us. And I just thought it was the greatest thing. I'm like, who's this band? Like, and uh, right out, right the next day, I went out and I bought, I bought the uh, the cassette, and then I went and bought uh, On Through the Night and High and Dry. Bought their first two, uh, first two albums, but in cassette, and uh, listened to them all the time. And anyone that knows. Um, Def Leppard, Journey. There's a couple different bands that um, we've named shows after either the songs or the albums. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little bit of trivia there. So yeah, so it's just it's always been one of my favorite, and it it it, it kind of launched a new era in the '80s of, uh, of music for me. Awesome. All right. So this is Def Leppard. This is Rock of Ages on the Punk and Pod Drivers Podcast.
That was Rock of Ages from the Almighty Death Leopard on the Punk and Parliament podcast, joined by uh, Mr. Kurt Soraka. And you talked about AEW. Uh, we uh, had a bit of a, a relationship with them, and we were supposed to feature a couple of their talents on the show, the the Night of Champions. Or no, it was the anniversary show that never happened, unfortunately. Anniversary like show, unfortunately. yeah. Um, yeah, and you know what? We still, uh, I still talk to a lot of the talent there. I've been, uh, um, Sean Spears, uh, we talk regularly, but, uh, you know, quite often, uh, they just, they had a baby and, um, I was talking to him, uh, kind of up until, um, before Christmas and, uh, discussed there's some other things that he, he, uh, he'd like to do. And, uh, Obviously, there's more talent there now. You know, Samoa Joe is there. Um, Jake Lethal's there. So these are people that we work with prominently and, and think very highly of of, of us. Um, and, and obviously, and myself, I'll toot my own horn, but we, we have a, a great business relationship. Um, Christopher Daniels' role in there, that, you know, that would help as well. So as long as talent is, you know, allowed to, uh, you know, take the bookings, um, we have a whole host of, talent we worked with and talent we haven't worked with um, that um, uh, we'd be really excited to work with. Um, and, and I have some ideas. Um, I've been planning something for 20 years that could come to fruition um, either this year or definitely um, next year. It would be, it'd be something that hasn't been done here before. Um, and it wouldn't uh, interfere with um, anyone that's running. Um, you know, enhance for everybody else um, and bring the community together. Um, so, so yeah, it's, um, it, you know, they've, uh, they've kind of had their ups and downs. There's a lot of growing pains in that company. Um, you know, I'm not always, um, I'm not always uh, agree with the booking. Um, there's people I'm a fan of in that company. There's some that I'm, I'm not. Um, I, I won't. I won't say because <laughs> we don't ever want to hurt any chances bringing anyone. Um, but I mean, I'll 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 work with anyone. I mean, I don't have to be a fan of someone uh, of someone. But if uh, if I know our fans are, uh, you know, I'm I'm willing to look at bringing anyone. Yeah, business is business for sure. It's really quite incredible in the wrestling business the way that they just came on the scene in such a big way. You don't see a new promotion launch with that kind of, of footprint in, in like a, a national cable TV show. So obviously growing pains are a bit to be expected, but I think they're plugging along. All right. Yeah. You know, and I, I just think, uh, I think Tony Khan is his own worst enemy. And I don't mean that as, I think you're right. Um, sometimes on that for sure. It, it's too much. I, I can tell you as someone who, did a lot of everything in the beginning, but then as you go, I was smart enough to um, delegate. Um, that's why you had so many, so much responsibilities. And, you know, what about Ivan had so much, and Michael Blaze, you know, did a lot. And but you know, before him, guys like Dirty Duke and um, you know Lee Lance when he was with us. Like um, you, um, you know, one guy can't do it all. And for them to have, you know, a couple of shows and now talking about bringing on Ring of Honor to have its own show now. You, there's just so many brilliant minds that he has there. He should be tapping into those people. There's no reason that uh, Christopher Daniels can't book. Um, you know what? I, Arn Anderson should have probably been booking. And again, maybe you have a two-man book 
committee. Maybe, you know, maybe you, you mix it up a little bit. Um, you know, you, you don't want to have eight, 10 people try to book, but definitely he needs some help. Um, and I, and I, there's just so much different talent there and there's so many different ways to use people. Um, but again, yeah, I mean, they exploded on the scene and that's when you got that kind of money, um, and you have the talent, um, and there's a lot of know-how. I think that's the only thing they didn't tap into was, um, the experience that's there. And I think it's because it, it was always going to be what Tony kind of wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted it to be very much hands-on and I get that to a point. Because when you're responsible for stuff and you are doing a lot of stuff, you still want to be able to kind of be involved. You want to be able to, you know, add your creativity to that's the whole thing. And, and, you know, he obviously is a creative guy and um, um, has a huge passion for the business. And that's the same reason why I wanted to be involved with, you know, with certain things, um, you know, learning and helping with booking. Um, <clears throat> coming up with different ideas for storylines, helping people with um, their personas, um, and then just the overall. What I thought, obviously, I was really good at is is um, PWA always where I think we different from everyone else. Where there was an atmosphere. PWA's atmosphere was just it was just different. Mm-hmm. And now there's people that actually have seen that and they've been able to, you know, where you want to say copy it or um, or or take that. And obviously, you know, we, we also, you know, looked at WWE and we looked at Stampy. So it wasn't like that we just invented what we did, but you know, you look at that and, and let me tell you, it's a lot easier to promote nowadays than it was when PWE started because there was no social media. Yeah. It's so easy. And I'm not going to just say any idiot can get a ring and do a show because that's not hundred percent true, but really you can get a ring. And if you have any know-how or you just get, have a few people that have, some know-how and if you're savvy at all with social media you can get people there now can you put on a professional show mm-hmm. can you make uh compelling wrestling um can you make it entertaining can you can you can you invoke the passion in people um you know not not everybody could do that or not everyone could do it to the level where it's you know more than a hobby um, and, and some can, you know, and it's, um, you know, I've seen like dungeon wrestling, they're, they're doing that in Calgary. It doesn't hurt that, you know, obviously Bret Hart's name or the, the Hart name yeah. is always going to draw media, especially Brett. Um, and that's not taking anything away from the job that his, uh, his sons are doing. Um, and they're, they're, they're very well connected there. And, you know, like how we were here, you know, we, we had a lot of the similar success that they're seeing there. And um, I, I think they're going about things the right way. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, we're running out of time. So I just wanted to thank you for kind of uh, just giving the fans a bit of an update on what's going on with you, because I know you're a very popular figure in, in the local wrestling scene. Uh, I can give you 30 seconds if you want to just give anything else you want to say to the fans out there uh, who, who have missed you. Um, hey, I miss everyone. A lot of people have reached out, and uh, a lot of you, uh, I, I got a lot of messages and posts from uh, from fans um, and people, and you know, fr- you know, friends in the business. On the weekend, it was my birthday, and I really appreciated that. Thank you uh, to everyone who did, and and a lot of people have been, uh, you know, have been um, contacting me throughout, and um, you know, a lot of people say, you know, we really want PWA to come back. A lot of people um, 
haven't seen other any other wrestling, they're just waiting for it. And I encourage them, you know, go see whatever you want. I'm I, you're not going to offend me. Um, <laughs> enjoy all wrestling that you have the passion for. Um, and you know, we hope to come back in 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 some way. And again, we have some different ideas, and uh, you can see something, you know, a, a lot, a lot different, maybe updated, something newer. Um, but um, you know, P- PWA, just like you know, all rest things will uh, would have to evolve. But yeah, uh, thank right. you to everyone that's been patient, and I and I do I apologize for not getting uh, not getting out there and not uh, sharing some information more. So I'm I'm going to rectify that here in the coming weeks. Sounds good. All right. Thank you so much, Kurt. Uh, we're going to go out this week to brand new music from Dave Haas. Big Dave Haas fan. He's been releasing a couple of singles uh, from his upcoming album. This song is called Damn Personal. Thank you so much to Kurt Sorokin. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you guys all next week. Street.